Hi there, and welcome to the We're Not Really Strangers podcast. I'm Jude Lugo, and on today's show, you'll get to know a bit more about me, and you'll learn more about what this podcast is all about. Let's get started. Okay, so before I introduce myself, let's get to know the show. In today's divisive and sometimes scary and even lonely world, it can feel like we're all alone or even on different teams. But the thing is, that isn't really the case. We're all humans. Most of us want to make the earth a better place. For our friends, our neighbors, our children, and even ourselves. This show is about meeting people that may think differently from us. People who have different backgrounds and different journeys, because that's what makes the human race beautiful. Realizing that there isn't one better or or right path to success, or living the American dream, only different ones. Because after all, we're not really strangers. In fact, in a lot of cases, we have a lot more in common than we might think. During each show, we'll have different guests from all around the country, and maybe even the world, sharing not only their journeys to make it to where they are now, but also fun facts about them. Everything from teenagers like myself to older folks who have seen quite a bit and lived through a bit of a longer journey. They'll share their advice and their perspectives, and they may even make you think a little bit differently about some of those opinions that you hold. Now, what will it take to be on the show? A willingness to share, to be vulnerable and maybe even critical when it comes to sharing your story. Oh, and I also want you to have a little bit of fun. You know, I know at least for me, looking back at my mistakes and my failures, and even thinking about the good old days can really make me smile. So if you think you might want to share your story on the show, send me an email at jude at judelugo.com. Okay, and now for a little bit about me. But before we get started, I just want to say, this isn't going to be a regular occurrence. Sitting here and listening to me talk about my life can get boring pretty quickly. So expect to hear from some guests on the next episodes. Let's do this thing. As I mentioned earlier, my name is Jude, and I'm a high schooler in Texas. Throughout my life, I've done what I like to call a little dance around the South. I was born in Louisiana, moved to Missouri, and then Alabama, before ending up here in the Lone Star State. When I first moved to Missouri, I gotta say, it it really seemed like an adventure. Ten-year-old me saw it as an opportunity to try new restaurants, to get to fly on an airplane, and even stay at a hotel during our house hunting trip. And it was... I still remember getting to see what I thought was snow during March. You know, older me realizes that it was probably just a measly bit of ice, but hey, I had probably only seen actual snow once or twice in my life. Anyways, I got to see actual snow many more times during my time in Missouri. In fact, I still remember my first snow it was 11 inches. Our first snow in our new house, 11 inches. That was so, so great. Anyway, enough about the snow. 
Moving to Missouri was the first time I really had to make new friends. It may sound scary, but honestly, I don't think fifth grade Jude was as scared as my parents were for me. After all, uh, I still remember when my mom told me about me wanting to walk myself in on my first day of kindergarten, so I'm not too surprised. You know, the transition went well, and I got adjusted to the new classes, the new traditions, and ultimately the new people. I always say I remember the people who were there for me in the beginning at a new school. In Missouri, that was Collier Kuntz, who offered me a seat next to him on the first day. And if you've ever heard of Andy's Frozen Custard, that was actually started by Collier's family and named after his dad, Andy. I'm really thankful to people like Collier. People who reach out to complete and total strangers. Because after all, we're all on the same team. The human team. After two years in Missouri, my parents sat me down again. It was time to move again. This time, we were moving to Alabama. It was time for me to look up new restaurants and things to do yet again. This move was just in time for middle school. And so, besides having to deal with the inevitable, hey, uh, wait, um, where'd you go to elementary school question, Everyone else there was also adjusting to the new environment of lockers and different teachers and learning what one can and can't eat with braces, so it made it pretty easy to slip right into the groove. I really grew to love middle school. In fact, it was the first time I went to a public school, which I really enjoyed. There were tons more students in my grade, and there were so many more people to get to know. Each of them had their own story and a diverse background. Now, I always like to say everything happens for a reason. You know, while I loved some things about moving to Alabama and my new school, there were definitely times where I felt like I didn't know why I had to be the one to move. You know, why me? Why me? That's what I always thought. I honestly miss some of my old pals. But little did I know, I'd figure out the reason for me moving. And no, it wasn't just my dad's job. It was much more than that. It was so that I would see that there's so much out there. There's more than just people like me. There's so much diversity in our world, and there's so much beauty in that. Our town was near a military base, so there were constantly people moving in and out. I also started a business here that I'm still running today. I still remember 14-year-old me was looking for a job or something to do to challenge myself. And I was reading an article, and of course there were all the typical teen businesses like dog walking and washing cars, but I always just kind of felt like I wanted something more. And then I saw start an online business and sell on stores like Amazon. And that sounded fun, but you know, where would I start? Where would I, a 14-year-old, start? Well, a few days later, I was in a bookstore and I was pilfering through the clearance section looking for something perfect to resell. Now, if you know me or you've ever shopped with me, you've probably seen me try to restrain myself when we walk by a clearance section, whether you realize it or not. But that day, I found something. It was actually a book about tribal traditions. And when I looked it up, I found that people were selling it for like 50 bucks. But what I didn't realize was that People actually have to want your item. It can't just be listed for a lot of money. And people didn't want my item. So ultimately, that first book was a bust. 
But I kept trying. I bought a book at the dollar store called Salt, Sugar, Fat, and I listed it on Amazon. And a few days later, bam, my first item had sold. The adrenaline was pumping, and I was so excited just to make that one sale. And all throughout my time in Alabama, I kept growing that business, expanding onto other marketplaces and stores, and selling more things like an old military-grade helicopter helmet that I bought at a garage sale, and countless copies of books by politicians like Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, Marco Rubio, and Ted Cruz. More about my business later, because there's yet another reason why that move happened. I met teachers who I'll never forget. From Ms. Durrett, my civics and geography teacher who always encouraged me to pay special attention to detail, and told me at least once a week that I would be a United States senator, and I always remember that because she would always say United States, and I was like, Ms. Durrett, why do you keep saying United States? To Ms. Haycock, who encouraged me to question what I believe in, and why I believe it, not just to simply go along with the crowd or with online trends. I also love that during this time, I got to truly experiment with some of my hobbies, like video making, journalism, and student government at school for the first time. Middle school ended up being pretty awesome, and it was quite the contrast from all of those scary, you're going to get shoved in your locker books from elementary school. And next up is high school. I still remember the first day. We were sitting in our school's auditorium for an initiation assembly when one of our assistant principals told us to treasure every moment because it would go by so quickly. I remember my young self thinking, okay, so I have eight semesters. That's a lot. I mean, I'm only zero out of the 10 way done. 10? No, zero out of eight done. As slow as time seemed to pass sometimes, those two semesters of my freshman year really did fly by. I found my love for theater as a sound technician in our school musical, I served my class as freshman class president, which required me to get up and get to school at 7.15 every morning, which the rest of the school got there at 8.12, so yikes. And it even got, gave me the opportunity to give back by giving tours to all of those new students who were just like me. I started getting more and more comfortable with all the people in my grade. I started knowing lots of people's names, what they were into, what really got them excited, what they were passionate about. And I settled in with some closer friends. My freshman year, it was really a blast. And then, yep, you guessed it. It was time to move again. Time to move again. I had just gotten back from a week-long training seminar in Washington, D.C. for a program I was involved in to welcome new and military-connected students. I was so excited to tell my mom about the trip. I got a behind-the-scenes tour at the Pentagon. I had an opportunity to eat lunch in a congressional hearing room and I got to meet our nation's top military official. And if you know me, and you know how much I love politics and government, you know those things absolutely blew my mind. But when I got home, I knew something was off. Our house was clean. It was organized. I mean, there were new decorations, and it was just weird. So my mom sat me down in our living room rug, and she told me the news. Texas, she said. I was devastated. So many thoughts were going through my head. What about all my friends? What about theater? I was supposed to be in the top theater production class next year. What about student government? 
I was supposed to be our class president. I, I mean, it was it was a lot. I got into my shower to just wash off the day, wash off the plane ride, and I thought to myself, wait, Southwest Airlines, they're, they're in Texas, right? That, that internship I'd always read about? That's in Texas, right? And sure enough, it was. And a year later, I was actually a member of that internship, which was super exciting. But still, I was devastated. We were going to be moving in less than two weeks, and many of my friends, I didn't even get the chance to say goodbye to. Others, I just got to see once before thinking that I may never see them again. And I realized then that I wasn't living in the moment enough. I wasn't taking advantage of every opportunity I had to surround myself with the people who bring me joy. And I wasn't going to let that happen again. I told myself I was going to live every day like I was going to find out that I'm moving the next day. I really was crushed. But good old Miss Haythlock, remember my 8th grade English teacher, she told me one thing that I always told her. Everything happens for a reason, Jude. Everything. Even this. And she continued. She kept going. She said, you're not dead. You can come back and visit. For some reason, you have it in your mind that you're never going to see anyone from here again. And that's what's scaring you. And as much as I didn't want to admit it, she was right. And eventually, I did come back and visit. And it was really awesome. But before I got to come back and visit, I had to make new friends, and I had to acclimate to my new school in Texas. And this was the first time I really walked into a school for the first time feeling mad, frustrated, and even isolated. It was weird. I missed my Alabama friends so much that I didn't want to think of anything else. You know, it all happened so fast. Each day I got through algebra class by thinking, Maybe, just maybe, when I get home, which at the time was a one-bedroom apartment which my entire family shared, maybe when I get home today, my mom will tell me that we get to go back. Maybe something had fallen through. That moment never came. But what did come were relationships with the new people in Texas. And after a painstaking process, I got started to find myself more involved in school activities and with people. I got into our student council class, and I got to do the announcements one week a month. And fast forward to the end of my sophomore year, that same year, my class had elected me to be their junior class president. And that honestly brought me so much joy. Not to have the title, but to have the opportunity to do all the things that junior class president gets to do. All the things that I love. And now I'm doing the morning announcements every day, when we have school, of course. And you know how I said that everything happens for a reason? Well, yet again, I found that while the road wasn't really easy, it taught me that I can do anything I set my mind to. I can show up in a new place and I can make friends and new connections. I can carry over my passions for things like theater and student council. And in things like my business, I can look at the change as an opportunity. And in fact, that's exactly what I've done. Over the last year, I've served thousands of customers throughout the country during the COVID-19 crisis and beyond. 
And during this crisis, I've had the opportunity to provide community members with safe access to medical and cleaning supplies. Most importantly, though, having to rebuild most of life as I knew it taught me to treasure every moment. To stay just a few minutes longer when I'm having a good time with my friends. Or to just sit there and smile at my best friend, thinking about how lucky I am to have them in my life. I'm still working on a lot of things. But one thing I'd really like to get better at is taking pictures. When you're having the time of your life, sometimes it's hard to stop and take pictures. But please, do it. That's a note to myself and everybody else. Just do it. Just take pictures. Because honestly, I have the least pictures with the people I know the best. And really, I wish that wasn't the case. So we're living through a global pandemic right now. It's a good reminder to all of us, including myself, to make the most of every moment. If you're like me, you're probably asking yourself, what can I do when life is good again to soak up the time I have left on this planet? Well, we can't just look forward to what we can do when we think life is good again. I mean, what even is the definition of good again? Will life ever be the same as the life that we knew? None of us know. I hope so. But we can't just look forward to what we can do when life is good again. We have to look at what we can do right here, right now. Write a letter to an old friend, somebody that you miss. Maybe somebody who you wish would reach out to you. Check in on somebody that you've lost touch with. There are so many people that I can think of right now who I used to just really enjoy spending time with them, and I have not talked to them in years. Safely spend time with someone who makes you happy. You know, we never know when it's going to be our last day here on this planet. Like I said earlier, when it's going to be our last day here in this city. So we got to spend time with everybody who makes us happy. And the people who don't make us happy, the people who are toxic in our lives, we just, we can't devote our time to them. Because we never know when it's going to be too late. And ultimately, we have to love one another. We have to treat each other with kindness. And as one of my favorite English teachers, Ms. Schmaltz, says, we have to make good choices, don't do bad things, and change the world for the better. This has been the We're Not Really Strangers podcast with Jude Lugo. I'll see you next time. Hey there, just a quick reminder before you go. I'm looking for people to join me on the show and share their stories. Remember, I'm just looking for people with a willingness to share, to be vulnerable, and maybe even have a little fun. So shoot me an email at jude at judelugo.com if you'd like to be on the show, or if you have a comment or a question. That's all, folks. <laughs>